there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Welcome back. When I was a kid, I thought that she said square, square, who's there dancing to yeah, the latest. I can see how you thought that. <laughs> and I don't think I learned the correct lyric until I was maybe 30. So and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I prefer my version. But anyway, welcome back, yeah. everybody. Yes. Hello. Welcome back to The Read. I am Shirley Chisholm. I'm Jimmy Early. Hollywood. That's right. Thank you for coming back. I know we may have been a little down and a little low last week. You know, we was feeling kind of discouraged about the way things might go in America, but I would say they went as well as they possibly could. Mm. Yeah. So far. Anyway, we'll see what the Republicans come up with. But yes. I mean, okay. So. I'm happy with the outcome. Obviously, it was the one I preferred. It's the one I literally voted for. Um, so that gives me a sense of, of peace, um, as well as petty joy, which I'll get to in a second. Okay. But I also feel like... It's like... I'm not sure if it hasn't sunken in yet. Mm-hmm. Or if it's the fact that I completely know that this is like not even like putting a band-aid on a bullet bullet wound. It's like having a shotgun wound in your chest and then mm-hmm. someone hands you a lollipop and it's like yeah. you know Enjoy this while you die. Yeah. The yep. paramedics may come, maybe they won't. <laughs> um, but you're gonna be waiting at least a month and a half at minimum. So I got yeah, you a no. blow pop. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but that shouldn't take away from anybody who is celebrating even small pleasures and victories with as shit a year as this has been uh, so far. My petty joy. So I just wanted to say, like, I know that um, Trump has allegedly said, I know that he's not planning on going anywhere, you know, and Mm -hmm. lawsuits and whatever other fuckery. And I heard uh, allegations that he said that he'd have to be dragged out kicking and screaming or something like that. And to that, I say, please, 
I would love it. Like, <laughs> I want nothing more than this. I actually think I would have been disappointed if mm. he would have conceded and been like, congrats, I'm going to go, you know, start my inevitable media company to, you know, continue yeah. ruining the nation with. If he would have done that, I think I would have been a bit bummed because I really want him to suffer. Like, I want I yeah. want him to be dragged. Like, I... <laughs> I need it. I need him to just mm-hmm. be, I need his whole heart. And there was a photograph I saw of him walking somewhere. I think it looked like he was teary eyed. And I want to tell you that I may blow it up and like frame it and put it somewhere. I, mean, I yes. want blood and sweat and tears. <laughs> Absolutely. Do all that shit. Like I completely feel the way you feel and with how it's like, this is the best possible of outcomes that most of us would have rather to have a greater diversity in options. If you want to mm. say it that way, That's a fair. lot of us compromised because a Biden Harris ticket is nowhere near as progressive as what we actually want for this country. But when it became clear that they were the only viable option, we said, well, look, bitch, harm reduction is better than letting this nigga run free. Yeah. And honestly, that's like and I I tip my hat to you and all the people who went back home to a red state to vote when you really didn't have to do all that because it made a huge difference. I mean, maybe not in Florida, but in Georgia, you know, everybody who went back home, that makes a difference. And maybe Uh in 2024, it'll make a difference in Texas and Florida and some of the other states that were purple and super close to going blue. So like as as much as I am for a progressive um, state of being, because I truly feel that is the way to freedom. Mm hmm. I also believe in harming the most marginalized of us at the same time. And the truth of the matter, I'm sorry, reducing the harm. (laughs) I'm sorry, I said that very wrong, but okay, no, no, my bad. I believe in reducing the harm to the most marginalized of us at the same time. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like literally... I mean, you could have put literally almost any breathing being next to Donald Trump and I would have voted for that being like so sad. It's literally just that like Biden did a press conference on Monday talking about it's going to be vital for us to wear masks in order to control the virus. And I was like, wow, my king, like, you know, I don't feel that way about that nigga, Mm. but just a president who says something like that, you know, like after four years of this. (laughs) Right. After four years of like a very racist kindergartner, I'm very Mm -hmm. over it. And so, uh, you know, I'm happy that Donald Trump is out of office more than anything else. And I look forward to pushing what I think is best for the rest of us for the rest of my days, no matter who is in office. I've also been a bit surprised that, you know, Republicans haven't already burned a state all the way down. But I know that it's also because they somehow still believe that (laughs) their fascist king (laughs) is still president. Like, they feel like they still... Yeah, they do. They really believe it. (laughs) So listen, to that and his own individual delusions... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am gleeful and I can't wait um, to witness the hard crash of reality when that motherfucker has to accept 
that you mm-hmm. got to get your motherfucking ass up out of there. So yes. goodbye to you, you safety cone color. <laughs> Droop face, golden raisin looking ass bridge troll, bitch. Fuck yes. ya. Okay. Fuck you. Take your doll with you. Yes. And we saw that budget moving truck uh, fucking vehicle in front of the White House. Right. Exactly. We saw Melania moving her shit out. So don't think that we don't Forgive know that me. bitch is already gone. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say take with you because she left. You know, like, and... <laughs> Hard doubt if you ever see that motherfucker again. Scoop that out. Go ahead. Take your chinless children with you as well. As trash as Melania is, I feel like she voted against that nigga. Oh, she definitely did. I feel like she voted for Biden Harris. If only because that bitch is very tired of being first lady. She does Mm -hmm. not like it. Christmas is tacky and ugly. She said it to her fucking friend on tape. She hates all that bullshit. She had all the fucking fixtures changed before she moved into the White House because niggas had touched it. Like that bitch is awful. And so yeah. she was beyond ready to go. I feel like deep in my bones, that bitch did not vote for her husband. No, I, I don't really think don't so. think she, even I though truly like really don't believe it. She is still a terrible person. Like, do not get me wrong. Through and through. Yes. Right. But I do not think she voted for her man. She was Neither ready to go back home and yes. be a regular rich she bitch. <laughs> Melania called the truck before I voted. Like mama wasn't waiting. <laughs> She bubbled in Biden Harris and was like, so pull it around. Right. Uh, I've got the TV and bubble wrap. I've got all of my shoes. Do you just tell me where to sit? That bitch had the truck in front of the house before it even looked like her man was going to lose. No discretion. No, like nothing. She was like. Yes. She did not give a fuck because, of course, election night, we're mainly getting the results from who people who voted in person. Mm-hmm. And in several states, especially key states, we had to wait for the votes to be counted via absentee and mail-in ballot. So I. But so that's what makes it even funnier is that like 36 hours later, Melania had a truck in front of the house, yep. like literally take all my things and take them back to Manhattan because yep. a, a bitch is going back to the gold plated apartment and don't talk to me about shit else. Like that shit was fucking funny. <laughs> I'm telling you, she cast that motherfucking ballot, put it in to get scanned or whatever the fuck. And she said, mm-hmm. Woo! So this was so interesting. Um, <laughs> got an Uber. Gather Baron. Uber <laughs> and outside. Let's go. <laughs> and um, hope to never see you guys again. Goodbye. Oh, yes. So um, I will say for those of us who did what we could, considering what we're facing, you know, stay aware because Donald Trump is trash and his Department of Justice, meaning Bill Barr, and all the people who support him, they will try to overturn this, but it's very clear who won. Yeah. And we're going to leave it at that. And for all of the talk that that stupid, simple bitch was doing all year about how long it's going to take to count all of the ballots because they're finding his ballots in places and stuff like that. Sure. Like, okay, girl. When the girls are like, we're still counting the ballots, just like you said, like since January. So right. what's the issue? Now you wanted to tell your fucking honky friends to come down here and tell motherfuckers to, to stop counting the motherfucking votes. I'm so lost. Like, I don't understand what exactly. it is we're doing. Heard about the pandemic. Heard about how motherfuckers aren't supposed to, you know, really even be out like that mm-hmm. in big crowds. You know, some people can just mail in their vote as you've been able to do since like literally forever. Yes. 
literally forever, including just, Trump himself. That nigga has voted via mail many, many times, but he told all his minions not to do it. And now he's surprised that he don't have no votes coming in by mail. Nigga, it ain't nobody else's fault but yours that all your people voted in person and the vast majority of the mail-in ballots were for the other motherfucker. And in fact, the bitch was like, um, y'all shouldn't be doing mail-in ballots or voting by mail, except Florida. Because if there's one thing we know about Florida, <laughs> it's that the kids down there have got their head on straight. Yep. <laughs> So everybody else, no. Florida, yes. Yeah, Bitch, they act like that it. for all the, it's like all the senators or the House representatives who went to Trump. It's like, oh, yeah, those were valid vote, votes. But for everybody else, it's like, oh, that's no, let's That's literally what they say. Like, girl, that don't verbatim. make sense. That don't make like, sense. A lot of literally people, what they say. A lot of people only vote for local representation and let the rest of y'all decide who's going to be president. Primarily because of the electoral college. So why y'all trying to act like this is some anomaly? I'll never understand. But, you know, he don't want to accept that he's lost because that means they can close his Twitter account and he can go to jail. And those are his priorities in that exact order. (laughs) And so he's pretty pissed right now. But the fact remains that that nigga lost. And I'm glad. I'm so glad and I'm i did very, a whole jig <laughs> very, i woke up to it honestly i went scrolling and saw you know celebration and libation and all of that shit and i was like okay, okay. Here are things. <laughs> thank you jesus you know i spoke to it but also it was like days of waiting when it was like i think this nigga biden won like it was like right. like a, a while before it was just called like okay girl here yeah so I think Pennsylvania had to get past the point of a recount percentage before mm-hmm. the rest of the networks would count it. But yeah, Jay called me while I was doing my homework and I was like, well, bitch, give me 10 more minutes yeah. so I can finish my fucking homework and then I'm finna party. So, amen. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, well, this week in Black Excellence, we can start start with um um. Do you want who? Which super? Name a superhero. Name any superhero that you're uh, Kennedy Carter. What? Kennedy Carter is a 21 year old who shot Beyonce for British Vogue. Okay, I'm. I meant like a superhero. Oh, I don't know superheroes. Um, uh, Spider Man, the Latino one. Miles okay, Morales. so. I, Black this, Panther. This dove did like into an abyss. Lupita Nyong'o. So the superhero, <laughs> America's real life superhero, Stacey Abrams. Black oh, Texas. yes. <laughs> Couldn't say Wonder Woman. Bitch, act like you've never heard of a Nigga, I literally, you know life. how I am. That's my bet. Um, so yeah, obviously honored to Stacey Abrams for literally yes. saving the world. Yes. Hallelujah. Um, if you don't know, Stacey Abrams, um, is a scholar, uh, um, diplomat, queen, <laughs> bad bitch, um, and also someone who had, uh, a seat for governor stolen yes. from her out of Georgia. She sure did. And so what she did, uh, as a result of that was start an initiative to help people get access to voting, to ensure that voting was fair across the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that initiative, Fair Fight was able to register approximately 800,000 new voters since (laughs) two years ago. (laughs) 800,000 new voters. Incredible. In two years. 45% 45% of these voters, according to NPR, are under the age of 30. 49% were a people of color. Yes, God. So, madam, there was just something in the game that the girls weren't expecting. Yes. I feel like it was akin to a touchdown or a um a three-pointer. Or a ball convergence. Um, I'm trying to make a sports. (laughs) I know you are. And I'm just letting you suffer through it because it's all very bad. Like when Jordan. um, (laughs) Fourth um, quarter in 92. (laughs) Yes. And the clock. Okay, now I'm making a mockery out of hard work. You are. You are. Listen, 
We didn't see it coming. It was the gag of a lifetime. This yes. woman was able to flip Georgia blue with all of the damn work that she and many other people that give a fuck did in a, yes. our efforts to vote <laughs> and things of that nature. So to you, Miss Stacey Abrams, I would say... Thanks. Thank you. Thank your skin that's perfect. Thank your gap. Thank your fashion sense. Thank everything about you. Mm -hmm. You saved the world. And actually even thank that racist ass white man in Georgia who stole the governor's seat from you, which was rightfully your own. Mm. Because that surely lit a fire under your ass Mm. more than anything else possibly could have. Yeah. Now, everybody knows Stacey Abrams like legitimately won that seat from her like right everybody knows that so i'm very proud of georgia for what y'all have done it looks like at this point y'all are close to having a big enough gap between biden and trump that there won't even be um a legal necessity for a recount much less the fact that if pennsylvania goes for biden then there is literally no need to pay for a recount it's just a waste of y'all's money but <laughs> regardless um stacy abrams did that abrams did that shit and then she turned around go follow her on twitter because she tagged everybody who has been doing the work for like 10 years plus and then she made sure to stress that Georgia is in charge of flipping the United States Senate because they have two runoffs coming in January. And so everybody who is registered to vote in Georgia, I know it was a lot to get you niggas out the house the first time. And I'm not (laughs) even mad, but like literally the difference between a Republican Senate and a Democratic Senate is whether you get financial aid from the government to help you through this pandemic or not. Because Mitch McConnell bitch ass is the reason the niggas got $1,200 back in like April and not shit else since then. And you won't get shit else because Trump knows he's on the way out. So he's not going to do nothing to help you niggas. It's only pure evil that keeps Mitch McConnell alive because he's clearly a cadaver. (laughs) The nigga got rotten hands and everything. It's it's disturbing. Yes, anything Georgia can do to turn out again. But I was very proud of you niggas. I even promised to stop talking about 28 and 3 in public. And um, if the Georgia numbers stand the way they are right now, then I will stick to that. I have no problem not referencing 28 and 3 on Instagram or on this show. I think that you have to get a Falcons jersey and you have to wear it and then go live. No, that's see, I didn't way. promise to do that, and therefore I will not do that. What I, I promised to like do, that's <laughs> fair thing to do. Miss. No, we'll yeah. see. Uh, I'm sorry, friend. That's why you don't follow sports because that would be incorrect. Actually, I do because I you know you literally do not. Do. <laughs> the Heat won championships in your city, and you were like, "Yeah, I just work here. I don't know." That's so. not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was so is. invested. You I were really not. <laughs> I was so you proud literally of were not. <laughs> I loved it, and I was very. Uh, you were like, I work here, and that's that, girl. Don't ask me about shit else. And so that's fine. It's literally fine. What I'm saying is, I've given Atlanta a lot more than what most other Saints fans will give them. To be very honest. Mm. And so I'm happy to not mention 28 and three as long as I can still have my private celebrations. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have to put those on the internet. That's not a problem. But I will give you all that as long as Biden is in office because it is just a fucking miracle that a state like Georgia went blue. Wow. So thank you. <laughs> See what could happen, Florida? And you're welcome, girl. Trump was your 28 and 3, and I'm not mad at that. It's worth the price to me. So, hallelujah. Also, Black Excellence, uh, first of all, there's so many excellent Black things, people, moments in the, you know, atmosphere right now. So, my head and Mm -hmm. not my heart when you get to judging. But (laughs) I wanted to... Give Black excellence to Michelle Rayner Goolsby, who's the first Black queer woman to be elected to the House in Florida. Mm, um, yes. Hardworking lady. Uh, I watched a video of hers recently um, where she was talking about her experience having failed the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. Like by half a point or some ridiculous unfair shit, and how she like went through the motions of feeling like crap about it, and then getting back to work, and so on. Right. I felt really. I mean, girl, I can't even guess the beginning of work as an attorney, <laughs> but I still a lot of what she was saying resonated with me, and so I really appreciated that. So, first black woman elected to the Florida House of Representatives, also. Um, Richie Torres and Mondaire Jones, first openly gay black members of Congress. All right. And Ew. I know Mondaire. Go Mondaire gays. is my friend. Mondaire of course he sometimes. Is. <laughs> so I know a congressman. I'm so happy for you, nigga. Like you worked incredibly hard. You deserve it. I'm so, so excited about that. Um, I think that Richie Torres is also the first Afro-Latino um gay man. Or something like that for I mean, if he's one of the first gay, then he probably is one of the first Afro-Latino gay. I mean, that's probably just how numbers and statistics and things work. Right. Just like how Kamala is the first in a whole lot of categories, nigga. Mama. Mama. And it don't even make no goddamn sense. Let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) It don't make no sense. Kamala just, like, cleared the board, bitch. Like She did. I'm just, like... There are things we can say in discussing Kamala Harris. Let's today say... Oh, yes. We could. Let us today say, (laughs) first woman, period, in a presidential seat is a black one. Mm -hmm. Not only that, Asian (laughs) and Jamaican? She is. (laughs) She is those things. Yes, amen. She is. (laughs) So, um, also, like, I think she's a Howard graduate. She, aka, it was like so many. Both of those things. And do not, the Howard graduates will not let you gloss over that. (laughs) So many blackity, black, brownity, brown people in communities and circles that were just represented in a big way Mm -hmm. so that's really excellent and exciting as well and i don't know why y'all felt like you needed to photoshop bundles into kamala's hair (laughs) like for twitter that wasn't necessary niggas it really was not you didn't have to that was fine (laughs) but you know happiness yes you really did not have to do that but also i wanted to make sure i mentioned um maury turner who is the first non-binary state legislator in u.s history 
And she is also the first Muslim legislator in Oklahoma's history. So shout out to her because approximately three Democrats win a Dem- <laughs> win a seat in Oklahoma legislator fucking, you know, in any given year. And yeah. the fact that she is one of them and non-binary and very open about all that. And, you know, even though Oklahoma is still one of the very few states, if not the only state to go completely red during presidential elections because we did that shit back when it was Obama versus McCain. Okay. And it was literally 49 States had one blue County and Oklahoma was like, bitch, you got me fucked up. That's literally where I come from. I have called it the most conservative state in the union for that reason. So I am very, very proud of Maury Turner. I cannot wait to see what you do. And I am just so happy that Oklahoma has gotten to a place where somebody like you can be elected. So my hat off to you, my slur. And um, I hope these white people leave you alone and let you get to work. I do as well. Amen. Amen. Yes. Best of luck. Okay, let's move into Hot Tops Deep Impact. We are going... <laughs> Gross! Gross! Um, so, I just want to acknowledge the fact that Blue Ivy, period. That's honestly it. Like, literally spent my fucking Audible credits on this little girl. When will your child literally never? (laughs) She won't. She won't. Stop asking. I just can't. Blue Ivy said, Beyonce. (laughs) Cute. They are taking a a break and tending to the bees. Oh, you've been working. Oh, you've been Um, working. You know, you want to focus on your personal life and raising us and being a great mom and wife. That's nice. Um... (laughs) I'm still going to get to the bag, honey. Somebody has to work in this house. What you're talking about. Uh, I'm booked. (laughs) And it's going to stay that way. So. I'm not canceling nothing. I have meetings with Matthew Cherry on the fucking calendar. And that's what's about to happen, my girl. Please make sure that my K-cup of tea is in the Keurig by the time I get up in the morning. That's all I need. I'm asking for the basics besides. Yeah. And that's that. Like yeah. she showed her client, like she literally modeled the excellence of sticking to a schedule and working when you say you will work for her Absolutely. client. Yeah. And I can't do nothing but stand. She sat there and read that adaptation of Hair Love for Audible. For all you girls, for all your children to hear, for them to be comforted at night as they slip off into slumber. And she did what needed to be done. Period. Oscar winning short film, Hair Love, by the way. Just won an Oscar. Congratulations again to Matthew A. Cherry, the author and filmmaker and producer and overall badass Mm -hmm. of Hair Love. I wasn't even expecting an audiobook adaptation of this at all. <laughs> I was not either. Much less one voiced by motherfucking Blue Ivy Carter. They did Are that you... to us on purpose. And Mama just did it like she did it effort- effortlessly. Like this is what she. This is all you wanted. <laughs> Blue Ivy was like, "Girl, I guess." <laughs> like, this that's is six hundred words. I'm Gucci. <laughs> Don't even worry about it, sweets. I'll have the, the files over to you by the end of the day. I want to just like I am living for this mama went from y'all trying to be slick and talk shit about her hair 
to fucking narrating hair love Oscar winning yes story and moment I love my curls and coils and nigger ass snaps Blue Ivy got you hoes together via Amazon.com I just want her to continue to crush your sternums beneath her Ivy Park shoes because <laughs> I love it I love it I, let's read some of the reviews shall we oh uh, yes let's do Audible? that let's do that let's see um Blue's voice is so animated she did a fantastic <laughs> job narrating this awesome book <laughs> my nieces loved it Yes, Miss Tina, you better write a review. <laughs> Such precise and clear oration. She's going to be a speaker, that one. Lawyer, international policy, diplomat, president. Oh, Such no. an amazing future for this wonderful child. <laughs> and again, most of the reviews are about how great the story is, but there are oh, also yeah. Blue Ivy stands. <laughs> oh, no, they're definitely are, because there's like this one here that says, this story is so sweet and important. Thank you for writing this of girls of color who sometimes struggle to see the beauty in our hair. Like, yeah, that's very nice. And that's true. But there are a lot of people who are like, bitch, Blue Ivy came through and shut this shit the fuck down. And now who the fuck y'all think y'all talking to? And I'm like, with them niggas. <laughs> Like Amazon customer who says, overwhelmed, but not surprised by the sheer talent Miss Blivey Carter possesses. Yes! Stands! Beautiful short story read aloud by an even more beautiful black queen. <laughs> Blue Ivy invented literacy. I have no choice but uh, to stand. This is so fun. Anyway, you is. go and get the fucking audiobook. It's on Audible. Um, if I you, did that. I did some- that. I, I did that. I used I yes I sure did and I listened to like the three and a half minutes of Blue Ivy reading that story and I got my fucking life I said yes my little nigga you better read knowing that little girl been could read but it don't even matter it's just good and I'm happy to see a black girl doing something and I'm happy to see her love get even more love so I wonder how many agents she has for herself. I had to assume it's no less than six, probably at least eight. Right. And I imagine that she sits at the head of a long conference t- conference table and that anybody can get fired. And oh, yeah. that alone keeps me moving through this pandemic. She has to have at least two agents per like genre. Or mm-hmm. per like avenue yeah. of creativity. One for film, so, like, one wh- for right, music. one for film, music, writing, mm-hmm. and then she just goes on from there. Two others for just whatever, etc. Bullshit she might want to do, you know, yeah. on Instagram or Quibi or whatever else, you know, just for frivolous things. But she has her main niggas who work to keep her shit under control. And I mean, I just don't even. It's so good. It, like her little voice is so sweet and so innocent, and just yeah. hearing her read this, um, this transcript or this manuscript is just really adorable. So go spend your Audible credits and listen to Blue Ivy read this story because it's adorable. And this is not an ad. Um, oh no, no, she did not pay us to say I'm what joking. she would never. <laughs> she would never. Um. Leaping off the top of the totem pole here to talk about Safari, um, who apparently (laughs) posted on Instagram uh, hints that he was planning on getting divorced from his wife slash mother of his daughter, Erica Mena, also of love and hip hop fame. Now... The caption here on this photo where he, of course, is shirtless and uh, standing in front of a bright orange mm-hmm. 
I don't know what kind of car this is. That's your Jamaican brother. That was one of the rudest things you have ever (laughs) said to me. Um, (laughs) You know that's your friend. Stop that. That's your cousin. (laughs) He wrote in the caption, Bachelor, ending 2020 right. And then went on to tweet some other dumb shit. And then Erica Mena posted some shit with also shirtless. Or I mean, I guess they have on shirts, but it's just open in the front. So you can see Titty. Either way, she posted something that says, no cocky shit, ain't too many like me, no man could ever stop me. Now, the thing reason I'm bringing this up is because it gets way stupider. Um, <laughs> no, stupider than that. Safari apparently had tagged Divorce Court in his Instagram. Oh my God. Picture thing. And then, you know, I I thought, you know, maybe they were just begging. And I'm like, girl, do you know that you, everything in your life ain't got to be produced by Mona Scott? Or right. It do not. Some form of reality TV. It do not have to be reality TV. It just doesn't. Um, but apparently, social for the Divorce Court show posted oh, no. some shit that said, we hope they can work it out. But it's definitely a case that Judge Faith Jenkins and the hashtag Divorce Court... <laughs> can handle <laughs> if these niggas go on divorce court and you know they will <laughs> i'm doing a full month of of listener letters no more hot times okay because y'all bitches need to just like at like damn it now if they don't work it out before then because you know it's the holidays and niggas like to make up during the holidays well so. they apparently already did that um uh, uh, okay that, then. <laughs> That to me says nothing that then y'all already filmed. <laughs> you know, like Yes. You went ahead and Mona's filmed it. Mona's gone. <laughs> and that taping is done and so now so is the charade. Right. Whatever. He's <laughs> going to go back to his happy single life and that's going to be that. I guess I've never really believed in Safari and Erica Mena anyway. Yeah, like So j- there's just no part of me that's surprised to hear this. I'm more just cares. not. Yeah. Right. There is that as well. So if Mona puts it all on TV, that's fine with me. But like, divorce? Anyways. Um, when did y'all get married for real? Like they that whole wedding thing, that was real? Okay. Um, Speaking of breakup to makeup, Mm-mm. apparently Lil Wayne's girlfriend may have left him <laughs> a week or so ago. This after he was after he was um posted up with the golden raisin in office for not much longer right so the rumors were that she gagged at the trump uh collab and (laughs) (laughs) same (laughs) and you know that was kind of the straw um apparently a source told lovebeescott.com she oh, broke Lord. up with Wayne it wasn't just his Trump support but that was a big part uh, I think her name's Denise Bedeau I don't know if that's how you pronounce it but girl you know what your name is Denise was shocked when she saw Wayne come out with Trump she's so disappointed in him <laughs> I forgot about this really part. girl she must be 22 actually she looks like like fully grown she looked older than him to me but maybe I haven't seen. Uh, like, but a is she just white? Because you know how you are. <laughs> yes, she's only thirty four. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, you know how you are. 
<laughs> well, around the time. <laughs> On the 4th of November, um, Lil Toonchi tweeted the following. A cryptic message that reads, I live the way I love and love the way I live. Oh, God. I'm a lover. (laughs) I'm a lover, not a lighter, because they burn out. B-E-K-U-Z. B-E. K-U-Z. And you know what that means. Like, you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what that means, nigga. (laughs) I am a lover, not a lighter, because they burn out. I am in a... (laughs) That don't even make sense. I am (laughs) an eternal fire. (laughs) And burning love. Either leave with a tan, a third degree burn, or stay and die in love. You're sweating. Sincerely, the fireman. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, has never been been between like lighters and fighters girl <laughs> it's this is never like, been that's never been the argument one of the most unattractive <laughs> statements about love I've ever witnessed whoa Nigga, what a dumbass why does love have to be synonymous with death and suffering for so many you niggas like right. stay and die in love what's Nigga, the point what? So I'd like to it? live to enjoy it Right, who mentioned death, my nigga? Like, <laughs> Lil Wayne was literally voting in his tax interests, and the rest of us know that. We yes, know. we do. We're not at all deluded about what that nigga meant. It's just, I don't know. I guess if you were surprised by this, then you haven't really been paying attention to Lil Wayne in the past five to ten years because this nigga has been on some Republican light shit so mm. I'm not surprised but like yes you deserve for niggas to chop you up same way niggas was chopping Ice Cube up same way they was doing <laughs> 50 Cent and Chance the Rapper for talking about he was gonna vote for Kanye and oh um, I forgot about that and Kim Kardashian for acting like she supported Biden and Harris the whole long way any damn way like same when same when People were chopping all them niggas up. They was going to do the same to you. So yeah, you could yeah, just left it alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really don't know what it's going to take for y'all, for some of y'all to understand that these people don't give a fuck and they don't mean they do not any of that shit that they allegedly say to y'all in these meetings like right they don't girl they want to dangle you out in front of the community as the puppet and they have done this <sighs> literally forever so i don't yes. know why it's like well he told me that the platinum plan bitch are you kidding like the nigga been lying for four years where have you been right Under a rock? to everybody to everybody so you mean to tell me this nigga showed up and talked to you for 15 minutes and you was like, yeah, the platinum plan, that's something that's really going to happen for niggas. You really no. believe that? Because somebody need to slap the shit out of you if that's true. I didn't give a fuck about niggas at all. <laughs> but after I spoke, after I spoke to Calvin from Barbershop, <laughs> my eyes were open. <laughs> like, and the Calvin from McDonald's. <laughs> Once I talked to the Calvin that manages the McDonald's in bed I knew I had to do something for the Afro-American community. 
<laughs> you niggas is delusional. Please let it go. So, yes, Wayne, I fully expected Wayne to coon out. But, you know, regardless, the majority of black people, men, women and otherwise, did what the fuck they were supposed to do. So, amen and, to us. And apparently he got his lady back anyway. I think they've reunited or whatever the fuck Oh, yeah, because so. Trump didn't win. So, she was like, yeah, let me come on back to where the rent is paid. <laughs> Whatever. Wayne, for way too long at this point, has not given a fuck about the health and wellness of his dreads. And so this, like, past that, it's like, Talk about clearly it. you don't give a fuck about anything. Because what's growing in the back? What's that? Like, why have them if you don't care to take care of them? Just And how did, right, how did 36 dreads turn <laughs> into four dreads? <laughs> how did that happen? Don't you need to then calculate how many dreads is in each dread? Because I feel like it's seven to eight dreads per dread. And I feel like you should. I'm sorry, not dread, lock. You should really think about why you got eight locks combined in one lock. Because that's ugly. <laughs> and black Americans don't deserve that. All his hair has migrated together. It's very uncute. <laughs> Please get up. You know what? Hair love. I'm not even. <laughs> it's your hair. So you do what you no, want with Wayne it. Wayne need to do something with them locks, nigga. No, you're not doing nothing with that shit and it shows. Um, the latest Negro to piss off the community is apparently one Kiki Palmer. Didn't see this coming. Um So apparently the children have been um trying to drag Kiki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for this random stance that she took on Twitter uh, today, I think. Earlier today. Yep. Or Earlier Monday. Monday. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she tweeted, imagine if your EBT card could only work on healthy items with a, like, sneaky eye emoji thing. Little shady eyes. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> of course, many people with like functioning minds were like, "What the fuck <laughs> like, is you talking about, girl? Are you cool, sis? Right? You're not. Um, you're clearly not cool." And initially, when I, you know, saw this when I was reading about it, I was like fully prepared to give Kiki a break. I'm like, Mama is probably just not wearing her thinking cap today, and mm-hmm. she's literally been working since she was a young child. She's probably so removed from this kind of shit. I'm willing to give her, you know, today just having tweeted some shit that didn't make sense or wasn't sound. Right. But she double, tripled, and quadrupled down. She did do that. This she shit did on do that more than one platform, and it made it harder and harder for me to be like, "Girl, are." Because it was like at, after a point, it's like, are you not really? processing anything that anybody is saying to you because i feel mm-hmm. like she was mm-hmm. being given a lot of uh reasonable help in in like reaching where she should have in terms of her perspective on this yeah um but yeah she was ready to, ready to go toe-to-toe with y'all on twitter and instagram kind of disappointing <laughs> yeah she really did um really like she dug into the whole idea and i feel like she would have avoided a lot of pushback had she not used the word only. Yes! 
Like once Kiki's tweet came out, I got like 87 fucking mentions saying words mean things. If you don't mean that people on food stamps should only be able to buy what you consider healthy food, then don't say that shit. And it's I like, literally said the same thing. Like you literally could have just not said that shit. And apparently, like I think what she meant and what she said is two different things. But unfortunately, what you say is what matters. Yeah. Because people cannot leave your words up to interpretation. You have to choose the words that mean what you're saying. That's why words mean things is a thing. And honestly, I don't think that she meant something different than what she said initially. I think as it was going on, she realized that what she said didn't make no damn sense. Um, And she was like, because she then went on to be like, well, what I, all I was saying was that, you know, healthy food options should be free to people that need it. But like, girl, that's a completely different statement right. than saying, you know, imagine if your EBT card could only, you know, right. work on healthy items. I don't feel like that's what she meant because I feel like that's a simple thing to not say like that. Like, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, it, to me, yeah. I feel like after a while, she was just kind of like, oh, shit. I I honestly think initially it was about judging the fact that niggas, you know, eat little Debbie's and Chico sticks and ramen and whatever the fuck (laughs) versus like, you know, other things. And I think as people kind of was like, hey, light bulb back on Kiki, because I don't think that she is like a stranger to any of the sensible things that people were saying. I think that she probably had a moment where she wasn't thinking (laughs) straight. And rather than like, chill for a second she just kept like doubling down on it went to the point where she even took it over to instagram and what did she say she posted her her initial tweet on instagram imagine if your ebt car could only work on healthy items which again mean like you could have not used that tweet if you meant something else but then she in the caption the worst tweet The worst of all of them. I'm just here for the comments, GM. Adding for context, I have been eating extremely healthy lately and I've been sad about my debit card balance because of it. Healthy food is more expensive for a reason. It's fresh, good for you, and gives you energy. Right. Bad foods are bad for a reason. They last long, they taste good, but because of tons of sodium and they aren't expensive. Because They aren't expensive because they're honestly not food. Most likely, they are food-like products. In any event, imagine if you could get whatever healthy foods you wanted on your EBT card. Again, a completely different statement than the tweet you posted in conjunction with this. Like (laughs) all the healthy foods could swipe for free. Pretty much a reward for being healthy, but even more so giving homes a break that want to eat healthy but can't afford it. Okay, yes. So like you said, completely different statement, girl. If you want to say, I wish people could use their EBT card for fresh fruits and vegetables and not be charged for it. That is a completely different statement than imagine if your EBT could only pay for healthy food. Because first of all, like so different, it's completely different. First of all, what's healthy is different from person to person. We are not all the same. True. Some people can handle foods that other people absolutely cannot and vice versa secondly it does not matter if a person is healthy all people deserve respect whatever it is you think healthy means all people deserve basic human consideration and respect and care and whatever else and third like everybody does not have the same access to nutrient dense foods that that other people have 
The fact is that if you're whiter or richer or you live in a white, rich neighborhood, you will have more access to nutrient dense foods than the rest of the population. It's niggas who live places where the only spot within walking distance to get foods is a Dollar General or a C-Town. Facts. There are niggas who literally have to shop for groceries there because that's what's within walking distance. That's what they have. And public transportation don't serve them or it takes too long to get there and back or that's the only spot within walking distance. Like that is the case for so many people. And so for Kiki Palmer to talk like she has any idea what life is like for those people, it's just like this is why people ask celebrities to stick to Instagram. Yeah. This is why they ask y'all to just post pretty pictures. Wait, I don't know why. I, I mean, they do this on Instagram, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. But see, we just literally like the thing is, people don't want to hear you talk unless you support in something that's good for the most marginalized of people. Right. Because I was going to say they like, literally don't want to hear it. Otherwise, I was going to say, if you care about people in your community eating healthy foods so badly, start a fucking food bank. Yeah. Like, you got money, like, link up with, you know, other people who might want to be involved in it or whatever and start your own fucking food bank and offer right. free healthy food options to people who need it and can't get it with a fucking EBT card, either for all the listed, the things that you just mentioned or others. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it was just kind of like, I don't. Like, I know deep down in what she's attempting here, there's good intention. So I'm not going to, like, drag her like motherfuckers like Lil Wayne and, and these other dumbasses that legit are just like, the rest of you poor <laughs> broke niggas can suck my dick. I don't care. Right. Like, I, like, I acknowledge that her intentions are good here. I think that, again, like, some rich, famous people, sometimes you got to just... Think twice, maybe thrice, before you start yes. talking to regular working people yes. in this country or any of the fuck where else. Because some shit is just different. Like some niggas don't even never seen healthy food options in their fucking life ever. Right. So and some people don't have the time to do that. Some people buy convenience foods because it's what their kids can use to feed right. themselves while they at work working two three jobs a day, which you don't know shit about. Not only do you not know shit about having kids, you don't know shit about having to work two or three jobs every day just to pay the fucking bills you don't know nothing about that life so maybe just mind your rich ass business or advocate for people who don't have what you have well um so that's why Ke- that's why kiana f- found herself in a heap of trouble child she'll be all right I <laughs> she just, will I she'll be just she- fine i wish she hadn't have gone so hard on it because again i get where it could have been going and hopefully there's a older black woman in their personal life that was like oh baby let's talk you know what i mean like something about this but yeah you'll be all right um yeah it's sad but we'll move on (laughs) last but not least um the grand high uh wizard of the illuminica future Oh no! Is <laughs> being accused of providing fraudulent information um, to the courts in relation to his current oh, no. child Please. support case. <laughs> this story sent me. <laughs> what is what is this woman's name? Because I don't even be remembering. I think it's Eliza Rain. Okay, and what's the baby's um, name? Rain. Yeah, I think the baby's name is Rain. Yeah. Okay. Um, so (laughs) apparently, according to some court documents, 
Future been telling the course that he stays in a two bedroom, two bathroom in Atlanta, and that he doesn't know. Girl! <laughs> he doesn't know if he rents or owns it. And bitch, um, <laughs> what? You don't know if you rent or own it, right? Like, How? <laughs> he says that he has a business manager that handles that business for him. Um, he also apparently said that oh he does not. God. He doesn't own any jewelry. And that um, he doesn't make any money from his music due to uh, Corona. And also that he is unaware of the workings of his contracts and things like that. I was cracking up. This nigga's hilarious. (laughs) Like He's so funny. Just because you niggas are allergic to research does not mean that the law won't bing your ass up out of here, girl. Like We know that you live in Decatur, nigga. We know that. All it took was, was a simple Yahoo. <laughs> that Yahoo shit used to crack me the fuck up when I was younger. How anyway. you gonna say you don't know whether you rent or own your house? Like what? That means you either a total dumbass or you letting somebody else run your expenses to a degree that is unhealthy. But even still, to not know that. It does not make sense. It does not make sense. It does not. And I'm sure the judge skipped right on past that. Like, girl, you got me fucked up and moved (laughs) right on to the very next subtopic. Because how dare you tell me you don't know whether you rent or own your home, bitch? You know that the judge, (laughs) not only did the judge laugh, (laughs) but also called other motherfuckers into the room. Come (laughs) Come look at this stupid ass shit that this nigga talk about. This nigga said he don't owe no jewelry. Yes. <laughs> and he stayed they posted in two bedrooms. They posted on the anonymous judge uh, Discord, the private fucking fence, the, all that shit. They spread that shit where only other judges could see and laugh. Because how do you really expect me to believe <laughs> that you don't know whether you rent or own your home? That is a question children can answer. <laughs> Leave me <What>? alone. <laughs> And the BM had already said that, you know, they had. (laughs) His baby mama already said that the law picked like information about him out of Forbes because he didn't want to, you know, send any documents and stuff. So, like, you already know at this point that the girls have right. been Googling you since you so don't y'all are dumb. answer no questions. You want to tell Forbes your net worth, but not the child support niggas? How do you think that's really going to work? Matter of fact, I'm going to just Google. I'm going to you. Please don't. No, don't do it. Don't do it, please. Future rapper. Because niggas want to be on images. the Forbes list so I don't bad. Even have to click on images. You know, on the right side of, of Google and the right sidebar, how it'll have like the Wikipedia or whatever little like bubble that pops up with all the basic information. The yeah. very first picture of Future, this nigga has on no less than a dozen goddamn necklaces. Of course. Sweetie, <laughs> of what? Course. <laughs> Who's advising you through this? Like. <laughs> Oh, my God. Just to piss us off. Literally, you, just to you, piss the clowny clerk off. Just to piss off the niggas who have to Google you. Just to be sure that you're not the rich nigga that they know you are. They saw the name Navadius and they knew what was up. If you Google Just Future and go to <laughs> images, 
you will probably have a harder time finding this nigga without jewelry on. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. I think Future's hilarious. <laughs> like, I mean, I, ju- I literally is- just sat here. OD funny. Yes, I almost fell out of my chair laughing at this motherfucker, so I would have to agree. Yes. He is quite <laughs> hilarious. It's sad for his child. And uh, sadder for his baby's mother, but... I think it's sadder for the child. I mean, ultimately, yes. But right now... I mean, if... if if The thing about kids is they will give you a long time to get your shit together. Mm, that is You can true. be a shit parent for 14 years and come through in them last four years and kids will forgive you because they just want they mama or they daddy. They just want that. So... (laughs) Meanwhile, she going through the shit right now. (laughs) Right. Meanwhile, your grown ass is the one being dragged all through the shade room and everywhere else. (laughs) I see what you're saying. Because you had a damn baby by future. Like, the nigga who is least dedicated to his baby's mothers. So... I mean, you know, it is what it is. I wish this girl the best, obviously, in her attempt to get some sort of child support or whatever out of this nigga. But I won't be surprised if it's a battle because that's how he acts. Well, apparently Future's already been uh, ordered to pay her $3,200 a month. Oh, that means the DNA came back. Oh, that that (laughs) shit had been (laughs) sale. Like, that might be pre-Rona. Like, they've been determined. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Ray about to be like a sophomore high school. Oh, um, oh, goddamn! No, I'm joking. So, uh, I think that she was initially asking for fifty three thousand a month or something like that, which oh pissed off Summer Walker of all people. I don't know how she found herself. On yes, way. that's why I was mad at her. That's what yeah. It is. Summer Walker was like, "This is disgusting, and I do not understand women girl, like this." Girl, mind your own baby mama business. Um. So yeah, I don't know what um will come of this. It feels kind of like a sequel to Baby Boy that none of us asked for. But it's entertaining <laughs> nonetheless. Well, that's it for Hot Talks. Yeah, and I won't be mad at it. I'm actually kind of grateful for it. I'm glad Sierra got out of it and she's nowhere near this script. <laughs> she and her happy little adopted biracial man, they're living somewhere happily and not involved with your nigger shit and the rest of you you know it might be a hype williams production and russell wilson is is adopted oh wait hold on i might be thinking of colin kaepernick am i mixing up my biracials i don't know what you're talking about is russell wilson biracial (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) right who am i asking (laughs) i have no the fuck idea i only know who that nigga is because of sierra yeah, no, I think he's just black, maybe a little uh, Native American. But regardless, Sierra is out of y'all's conversations. So leave her out of it. She's here to be like in the background of the rest of y'all's stories and whatever y'all got on with Nevadius, that's y'all's fucking business. I'm sorry that y'all continue to fuck that man because you really ought not. But here mm-hmm. we are. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Probably shouldn't. Probably or not. <laughs> for the hot tops this week, we're gonna take a break, pay some bills, and then we'll come back. Hey y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, Good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. 
Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Well, indeed. It is now time <laughs> for your listener letters. It is indeed. Send your questions to gmail.com. They may be read aloud on the show. We have an update from um, somebody who I hope her name was Trisha, because that's the only name I have for her here. Um, and, and on that note, if you send in an update for the show and I and one of us gave you a fake name, please mention that fake name because there is a 100 percent chance we will not remember it. Mm, yeah. And I do not want to call you out unnecessarily. So mm. hope her name is Trisha, but she was the one whose father died and she was dealing with the drama with her sister because her sister had yeah. claimed the house for her kids and all that. So she emailed us back and said, we buried my dad's ashes on Friday. And as expected, it was a shit show. My half sister didn't even have a pastor or anyone there from the VA there to present his flag what? to my older sister. He's a veteran, apparently. Right. Who was supposed to receive it because she was the firstborn. She tried to say that they were not doing those because of COVID, which was a lie. And then she tried saying that he never really wanted that kind of funeral, which is another lie. My older sister told her that the only reason she didn't have it done was because she knew the flag would have gone to my sister and not to her. And that's when my half sister flipped the fuck out and became very disrespectful. She yelled all at a, she yelled at all of us saying, fuck you bitches and saying that she had more class in her pinky than the rest of us did. Then she said, come at me, bitch. And next time I see you, you're mine. How very Maury of y'all. This all happened at the cemetery. We told her to leave and stop being so disrespectful. In the meantime, I decided not to give a eulogy, but my older sister did write one. She basically said that while we were not able to spend as much time with my dad as his new family, she knew that he loved us and we loved him that once they would 
Not once did we disrespect disrespect him or his kids in any way. And I am so thankful that we will never have to deal with my half sister again. Thanks, Trisha. Trisha, I'm sorry it worked out exactly the way we thought it might. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, people act up when others die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that really just be the way it is, sadly. So. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, in moments like that, unfortunately, sometimes you have people whose grief manifests in toxic ways. Yep. Um, Definitely. And it's, while it's possible, it is still, or it can be incredibly difficult for you to give them that past, like, you know what? I know that you are hurting right now because we've lost someone that we love. And so I'm gonna let that be that and leave it there and not, you know, kick your ass in the cemetery or drag you or argue back with you or whatever. That's difficult to do because you lost somebody the fuck too. So everybody's really fucked up in that situation. It's like, it's just confusing. It's fucked up for a lot right. of different reasons and a lot of different people. But um, I think that it's great at least that um, your sister got to say something and get that off of her chest. And hopefully now you can kind of just like, I mean, if you're not already, I don't remember if they mentioned being in therapy or if I don't remember um, talk of therapy in the initial. I don't uh, either. Email. I don't think they mentioned it. But yeah, either way, I would hope that that's something that you're looking into in one regard or or not. Because I feel like the person that you probably would have gotten the most benefit from a conversation with would have been your dad. Yep. And now, you know, that's, that's, you know, so you have to like, I would suggest at least talk to someone uh, in the profession of sorting out feelings and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then as far as your sister goes, like, you know, it does sound cold to say, like, you know, I don't have to, I'm I'm glad I don't have to ever see her or worry about her or whatever again, but, <laughs> like, it's facts, you know what I mean? You don't need to be around that kind of energy just because of blood. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Right. Um, and just because your sister, um, your half-sister specifically, I mean, is, you know, hurting or whatever, it doesn't mean that she gets to just disrespect you or treat you like shit or whatever you know so yeah if that's the end of that you know unfortunate but life will go on as long as long as you're doing the work to get healing for yourself and those that you care about right it is what it is because you and your sister are hurting in your own ways that your sister don't have nothing to do with or can't really understand because she didn't grow up with y'all and y'all's mm. pain is just as valid as hers so absolutely Feel free to take care of yourself and your sister as you see fit, but it seems like y'all are doing just fine. So let's move on to the questions this week. This first one comes from Finchie, who says, this is for Kid Fury, because I know Crystal don't play this shit. Amen. It says, do you play Dead by Daylight? Do you know what that no. is? Sweetie, I don't play it either. Oh, you don't either? Okay, amen. I know what it is, but I don't play it. Okay, because they were going to say, who do you main as survivor or killer? But I didn't know what that meant. And I'm so glad you don't either. Hallelujah. Dead by Daylight is an asymmetrical game, multiplayer game, where basically 
I don't know how many, let's say four people are playing survivors that are working very hard to make it out of a certain map alive, while another player is playing a killer who is trying to hunt all of them down and kill them before they can get away or whatever. Mm, um, and okay. I believe Dead by Daylight mainly rose to popularity <clears throat> after they started including a bunch of licensed horror movie characters as killers in the game. So you can play as like, Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger oh, okay. or like a whole bunch of other superstar. I think the Demogorgon from Stranger Things and some of the characters from Stranger Things are in the game. So I feel like it became really popular based off of that. But I personally never really liked the rhythm of the game or anything else about it. I actually like Friday the 13th, the game a lot more than Dead by Daylight. But <laughs> whatever. Okay. Well, yeah, um, not me, girl. That kind of sounds like Among Us, which my nephew has me playing every other day. Um, First of all, I am gagging at the fact that that young man is playing Among Us now. I don't remember when he was born. Right. And he actually told me about it like two months ago. And I was like, what is a nephew? Like barely listen. And he's like, you're the imposter or other people are the blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, like not really listening. And then all of a sudden Among Us is huge. And I was like, yeah. Nephew, did you know that you were like a pioneer? And he was like, Annie, I've been trying to get you to play this shit. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So I literally I did of, not know. <laughs> I watched a lot of uh, streamers on Twitch. And so I was like there for this ascent okay. uh, that Among Us uh, had. I was watching a lot of people play it. And it's entertaining and fun. But it then is. like a couple weeks ago, um, AOC and Ilhan Omar played among us with some streamers on Twitch and I feel like that really got it (laughs) like I feel like that just blew the fucking ceiling off and it was already doing incredibly well so okay yeah I haven't played Among Us yet though I want to but it's like um you know I feel like I need to do a whole setup in here and maybe start a Twitch of my own well I have an account but like actually using it right um, cause um, I think Among Us is fun, but it's more fun when you're playing with people you actually know, right. as opposed to a bunch of random, like way more fun. And right. like my nephew, my nephew was like plotting against me. Cause at one point he knew I was the, um, imposter and he was trying to go tell on me. So I killed him in like the fucking corridor. And he was like plotting on me ever since. And then he got my ass back. So like, it's fun like that. Like when you yeah. know somebody you playing with, but. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really um, enjoy the game, but I see why it is as popular as it is. I really do. Yeah, most of the times it's fun because of the banter and the personalities yes. clashing when you're trying to figure stuff out. And that's going to be more entertaining, um, whether you're streaming it or just playing it for yourself, if y'all know each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you'll be able to go places and do things and know things you wouldn't if they were strangers. I really want them to make a game like Among Us that is based on the film The Thing. And I know that means nothing to you. (laughs) You write it, don't. I'm gonna Google it. The Thing is a classic horror movie that is like a huge part of the workings of that film is based on paranoia and like not knowing who's real, like who's like themselves and who's actually an imposter killer alien. I would 
I really want someone to figure out how to make an Among Us game that's based like that film because I love that movie and I feel like it would be fantastic. Because it's the same shit. You're just wow. trying to figure out who the fuck is, you know, who they say they are and who's a fucking imposter killer monster person. Okay, so I just Googled it and that movie came out three months before I was born. Yeah. Um. So I definitely <laughs> never saw it. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to see it because it sounds very interesting, especially now that you've you compared it to the video game. Do you think I'll be scared? No, I'll be afraid. Okay. I don't know if you would be afraid. I don't think that it's necessarily scary. I don't find the the thing to be scary for our mm. movie, but it's it's gross. Even though oh, it's no. not. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, you're talking about like 198. What is it? 1983, 1984? 82, nigger. Okay. 1982, like the, the effects for blood and gore in that age were like super cheesy. So it's not like today okay. where it right. almost like where it really looks, looks, like looks like real like blood. Right. Okay. Yeah. A lot of it looks really silly, but the fact that they used practical effects rather than CG or whatever for the time kind of helps make it a classic and make a lot of the shocking shit really shocking so it would probably gross you out but i don't think it's scary um okay so i'll watch in the daytime all right yeah okay um thank you to whoever wrote that email let's get to the questions this first one comes from lamont who says i'm a 27 year old black gay man living in the midwest and for almost a year i've been dating a 25 year old white man oh yeah He is patient, sweet, adoring, and always wants to know how he can be better in our relationship. And I'm grateful to him for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I work in customer service and I collect tips that I stash away in a secret spot in my room, like an extra savings account. I know that's right. My partner and I don't live together, but we'll usually trade off staying at each other's places. So he knows about this cash bundle that I have, but he does not know where I keep it. He oh, asked me the I other like day. Where this is going. <laughs> he asked me the other day where my cash stash was located. <laughs> What? He he also knows that I regularly count it and that it is well over a thousand dollars at this point. <laughs> and so I asked him in return, why do you need to know? <laughs> My white partner did Fair not take question. this well. <laughs> mm. Oh, imagine. He said, I need to know in case of emergencies. What? And I told him that we have very different ideas of what constitutes an emergency. <laughs> now he's very stank. <laughs> and we fight about it every time we're in the same room. He be- what? He believes that this is a matter of trust and that my, and my not telling him where my cash is, is a symptom of a larger issue of our relationship I think it's a matter of principle. Nobody is entitled to any information that I don't want to give, regardless of your relationship to me. He is not special in this situation because nobody but me knows where I stash my doubloons. (laughs) (laughs) What do y'all think about this? I truly don't believe he would steal from me and he knows that I count it anyway. So do you think I should just tell him so that we stop going to bed angry should i consider this really a sign that i don't trust him 
Or is he completely jumping out of a window with all this? And should he just mind his own damn business? I'm afraid that I let this small question turn into a big dilemma, all because I don't see why I should have to tell him where I keep my rainy day fund. And even if I do tell him now there may be damage done that's too hard to repair with, I'm sorry. Any feedback y'all might have is very welcome, even if y'all think I should take the L. Thanks, Lamont. Lamont. I want you to rewind back to a, a port, like very close to the end of this letter. You said he was asking three things. Well, the first thing that he said was, "Do I really not trust him?" Mm-hmm. What was the thing he said right after that? Um. So he said, like he believes it's a matter of trust, and then. Um, Lamont said, I think it's a matter of principle that nobody is entitled to any information that I don't want to give them. No, 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 no. At the, like, this is close to the end. He said, I don't believe he would steal from me and he knows I count it. So it would be foolish to steal it anyway. Should I consider this a sign that I don't trust him or is he jumping out the window with all this? And should he mind his own business? There you go. All three (laughs) of those things. All three of those things. Are correct. <laughs> that's all I want. Like that's everything that was in that portion. Okay. is is real and true. Um, you don't trust this white man, and, and you shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, not even just because he's white, but because it's your fucking money, and you have, right. and it's a stash for a fucking reason. But right. I, anyway, but yeah, it does have to do with lack of trust to me because if you didn't, if you did trust him and you didn't give a fuck about it, then I don't understand why you wouldn't uh, just tell him, especially if for whatever reason y'all are continuously arguing about it. You said every time you're in the room together, which is like, That's extra. why the fuck do you keep asking me about, <laughs> like, at some point I'm going to super not fucking trust you. Right. In case of emergencies for what? Like you, when the police pull me over and arrest, pull us over and arrest me and not you? Right. Or what? What is it? What's what, the, I don't, what's the, what's the emergency where you would need my money and I wouldn't have access to it? Right. I'm so confused. <laughs> I literally don't understand it because if you have a white partner who can't bail you out, I struggle to see the value in that white partner. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but if you're going to be with somebody, um, <laughs> if you're going to be with somebody who ranks higher than you on the social hierarchy of things, then why are they not able to provide any material benefit for you? Yes, you might really love that Caucasian. And yes, y'all might really get along and be like soul matches and all that. But why is there a such situation where you would depend on my money in order to do anything? Why is that a thing? I literally I'm, don't understand. I do not understand that. You should have asked when he said, you know, whatever in case of emergencies. You should have said, elaborate on that. Why don't you? <laughs> Tell I'd me like what you, you mean. Expand <laughs> on your thinking in that portion of, of what it is you're saying. Yes. Because I, I, do I don't understand <laughs> where there would be an emergency where you need to get my money. And I can't do it. Right. I don't know what that would be. So let's, you know, 
start throwing things around, see what comes up in conversation. I don't get it. Nigga, it's your fucking money. I don't really think that any anybody needs to know where you stash your money besides you. There's nothing wrong with telling him if you want to tell him for whatever fucking reason. Obviously, you don't. If it's because you don't trust him with your money, right. the end. Like, right. there's literally nothing. It doesn't even matter if you love him, you get, along with, you get along with him in every other regard, blah, 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 blah. You don't trust him with that. So it is what it is. There doesn't really need to be any further conversation about it as far as I'm concerned. And in fact, the continuous prodding over it is going to make me even more skeptical or sus in terms of whatever it is you're trying to get at. I don't understand that. So I definitely think he needs to chill and mind his own damn business and create a fucking <laughs> a stash of his own. That's his own little secret hidey hole place. Help right. him do that. So like as a white man, you should already have your own safety net. You probably have a safety net and don't even know about it. But like right. somebody demanding that you know where you keep your in case of money, that's a problem across racial lines. That's a problem right. even across gender lines. Like you should expect that I have my own emergency money the same way you have your own emergency money. I understand y'all have been dating, you know, for a while or whatever, but I still don't see that as a reason where you like there's any real material reason that he should know where you keep your shit. So like why? Right. So if it's that big of a deal, I would just be like, you know what, white man, if you don't understand that, then you don't understand me and this is not for you. Y'all bitches be on some other shit, to be quite frank. I mean, (laughs) in any relationship, I'm so about my own money that I've been making that's mine for me in my name. Like, you having a stash is cute and stuff like that. And guess what? If there is an emergency at some point where you need money from that fucking stash of yours and you don't have access to it and you need me to get it, I assume... You'll figure out a way to tell me to get it. And yes. It you know what I mean? Like, right. in that moment of that fucking emergency. If you can't do it, you will possibly get someone else to come and get it. Or whatever the fuck. So, I don't right. understand why you need to know about it straight away. But also, like, I don't even want you to think that I give a fuck about a <laughs> single USD coming to you. I don't give no fucks yes. about your money, my nigga. And I'm <laughs> never going to. You know what I'm saying? If mama brings over the um mama brings over the bill and you want to go ahead and swipe for it real quick and pay for the tizers and the entrees oh, yeah. and the cocktails that's and things thing. like that, that's cute. I'm not gonna fight you over it. You know what I'm saying? I likely would have tried to swipe it before you, but <laughs> same. Like that's nice. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Okay, great, cute. But I don't need to know a motherfucking thing else about how much money you got in your stash, where it is, whatever the fuck. Like, I don't, I don't even want you to think I give a fuck about that shit, honestly, because I don't need it. Right. Because I honestly, I mean, I assume that the person who has access to your deepest secrets or the person who has access to your bank accounts is your next of kin. This is somebody mentioned in your will. This is somebody who has legal access to your bank accounts and whatever else. Like, And if we're just dating, there is no reason for me to assume that I am that person. Um, but if your family knows about me, they know that we live together, they know we share a home, then I assume that you trust your family to take care of whatever it is. Like, this white man seems to not really understand that this is your money in case he acts a fucking fool and you have to get out. And it's nothing wrong with that. 
It is okay for black people specifically to hold on to their money so they can make sure that they are all right no matter what, especially when yes. you are pardoned, partnered with white people. So for him to be acting like this and like it's just the end of the world that he don't know where you keep your thousand dollars in cash is just like it ain't no need for you to know colonizer and maybe you need to get out of my house since you're so pressed about it because I feel like honestly it's starting to feel like a setup. I will just look at him real quick and like cock my head and say, <laughs> do you know you can't have everything right. or anything you want? <laughs> like, nobody's like talking you? about a thousand dollars, not a million dollars. What are you tripping off of? You don't just get anything. <laughs> like Your daddy no. can put a thousand dollars on his visa or his Amex and fly around out here and it won't be nothing. So, like, d- literally don't press me about this. <laughs> Leave me alone. My money is mine. And what I would advise you to do is to not tell white people how much money you have no more. That's what I would <laughs> tell you to do, Lamont. Keep that information secret from anybody who you don't want to have access to that money. Yeah, I definitely don't think that your partner, especially, you know, your partner that you're not married to yes. needs to know what's going on with your finances. Uh, unless again, it's an emergency like help. I got into a fight at IHOP and needs to go back in the closet and lift up the third floorboard from the left oh, and no. bring it down to the state. Like other than that, I just don't feel yeah. like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I yeah. think things are a bit different. I don't even like, bitch. You drop a nickel, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> like, bitch, I'm just gonna tap you on your shoulder. You drop some money. I don't get like. I got your quarter. It's over there, right there. That's please don't think I care. Yeah, I've always been that way. Right. So that's very well, um, uh, real. Tell your white man to mind his own business. And on that note, let's move on to the next letter. It comes from Win W H I N. Okay. And Wynn says, I really appreciate you two for being advocates for mental health and being so open with your journeys in therapy. It inspired me over a year ago to, see, to seek out therapy for my own anxiety and depression. And 2020 has definitely been a year where every person needs to be assigned their own personal mental health professional. Amen. Yeah. My, my own search for a therapist has been an uphill battle and I had to go through quite a few So I was very glad when I found my current therapist. She's a black woman who is around my age and she lives and works within my neighborhood. She's relatable and comfortable. And she says things like that's dope and people are trash, which is exactly how (laughs) I speak and think. (laughs) That matters. (laughs) It does. She seemed perfect and made me feel like I was talking to an, an old friend. I've been seeing her for about a year, and even when I got laid off because of coronavirus, I continued to pay out-of-pocket full price for her sessions. Mm. She classifies herself as a therapist and healer. And at first, I really liked that she talked about energy and energy work along with therapy. The problem is that over this past year, my therapist has been steadily leaning more into the spiritual side and away from the actual therapy. She talks about the moon and recommends spiritual baths and things like that. She has moved away from saying phrases like I noticed or I observed 
to phrases like I am feeling or the download that I am receiving. And now if <laughs> and now it feels less like seeing a therapist and more like seeing a psychic at therapist prices. Wow. In our last session, she asked me when was the last time I had a psychic reading and then sent me a link to her personal psychic. Okay. I feel like I should drop her, but the thought of starting all over again with another therapist is giving me a new level of anxiety. Do you think I should continue to try to work with her, setting some boundaries? Or is it very clear that she is who she is and I should just go ahead and move on and try to find someone new? Her prices just went up, so this is the perfect this is the perfect excuse to jump ship. But li- being left without a mental health professional for the rest of 2020 is just scary to me overall. Thanks for everything you do and for being a positive force in the world and helping me realize as a black man that I needed to start a mental health journey in the first place. Love Win. Well, when um a couple things to unpack, I suppose. I think um, I get the whole anxiety-inducing thought of starting over um, with another uh, professional. And I don't know if there's a way that you could find someone else while still um, seeing this person in the meantime. Um, mm, but... Yeah. Either way, um, if you aren't getting anything out of the sessions anymore, then it's just in your benefit to look elsewhere. And it sucks and it's <laughs> unfortunate that you may have to um, readjust to pouring your heart out to someone completely new. Um but like the the basics of of it is yeah. if you aren't getting anything out of it if you're not if it's not effective anymore if you're not really learning anything if you don't really feel like it's benefiting you the way that it's supposed to be you might have to consider taking that L and and going elsewhere and i know that it's hard like i think that we're fortunate living in fucking New York City yep, because I are. had such a large um pool of doctors to choose from. So when I knew like the specifics of the type of psychiatrist I wanted to get, you know, it was different than probably many cities where if you do have a shrink, there's like one in the right. town. Maybe. Right. Um so yeah, I know that that's probably a, a a scenario I don't even know how you would deal with, but I would definitely consider um, looking elsewhere if you're not benefiting from this anymore. Maybe you could like, I don't know. I just had like a weird random weed idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love weed. Or weed inspired. Maybe you could like write um, in the meantime, like a page or two or three just about, you and stuff that's been on your mind and like a basic rundown of things you basics you might want a doctor to know okay. and give it to uh, a doctor that you see that you feel like has potential that way they could read it and you know on their own time and sort of get a 
get sort of an up-to-date idea of what it is you're going through rather than have to say saying a bunch of shit that you've already had to say to somebody else. But I get it. It sucks. Yeah. When I think I really agree with Kefiri here, um, I feel like, I mean, I kind of feel like I wish I had never brought up <laughs> therapy in the first place because I've been so fortunate to be able to just log on to therapy for black girls and have a million options available in New York City. Yeah. Because I live in this one city of a very small handful where black people can easily find a black therapist. Yeah. And then I also had the privilege of if she doesn't accept my insurance, I can just pay out of pocket. So that's like two major hurdles that people have to overcome. And it's a yeah. very real thing to be like, damn, my my therapist isn't working for me anymore, but how am I going to find another one? So I really get that. And I feel like you should, I don't know. Like I am really kind of like a woo woo bitch. I'm, I'm into therapy and crystals and um, astrology and every psychology and every part of how I feel like our lives intersect with each other. And at the same time, I mean, a woo woo bitch is kind of like a friend ass bitch where you kind of believe in like the stars and the placements of shit. Okay. And like you believe in in things that are not necessarily scientific, but that seem to really resonate with people on a personal or spiritual level. Got it. So I feel I like I'm a woo-woo bitch who also believes in science. You know, I'm studying psychology right now, which is a science. Yeah. And that is like a real thing that is documented with case studies and experiments and everything else. So I am all for like a therapist who is also in tune with astrology and the spiritual side of things. But at the same time, there is no reason you should be paying for somebody who is not giving you the expertise of their scientific education. Because that is what you're paying for. That is the whole mm-hmm. thing about therapists. Because if yeah. therapists weren't certified, you could just talk to your friends and get the same shitty advice or non-advice. <laughs> yeah, Therapists are supposed to be counseling you with the specific education and training that they have had to help you deal with your emotional issues. Again, it is yeah. a science. And so if you are feeling like she's not obligating um, the scientific part of the deal, then... Yes, I feel like you should be able to look for somebody else and not feel any guilt about that. If you feel like y'all are close enough and um, the relationship is strong enough that you can just email him, be like, you know, I appreciate the spiritual side. But if we could keep it like 80, 20, where it's 80 (laughs) percent science and 20 percent woo woo bitch shit, then I'm all for that, you know, and maybe she'll be like, I understand. And, you know, I understand. And she will Mm. be, you know willing to accommodate you wherever you're at, but you should feel comfortable no matter what. And this isn't a situation like we have a lot of letters from people who are like, I don't know what to do with my, what to do with my therapist. Every time she asks me what's going on, I lie to her and then our sessions don't go nowhere. And it's like, okay, well, first and foremost, you have to tell that bitch the truth about how you really feel and what's really going Hello. on. Right. You do have to tell your therapist the truth. You do have yeah. to do that. You do have to, you're not going to get anything out of it. If you're lying <laughs> to your therapist. The funny thing is, I feel like people don't really be processing that. You're just so conditioned <laughs> to like lie about stuff that you right. don't want to talk about or whatever that you like have the whole session and to be like, 
Oh well, that didn't go the way I needed it to. Yeah, <laughs> because that didn't go you nowhere. That was true, right? Because right. she, when she asked you how you were doing or what you were feeling, you said, "I'm fine." Like, bitch, you know you're going through a lot. You know you're thinking about your right. childhood right now. You think you're about your mama, your daddy, your cousins, or whoever else. Like, you know you're thinking about that shit. So tell them that, so they can help you. But at the same time, your therapist should be a professional. And if you feel like you're not getting that professional quality from her, then I would say since y'all seem to be so close and you went through a lot of other mental health therapists to get to this place, that I would just say, you know, girl, I'm really looking for somebody who can help me more on the scientific side of things, who can be more of a therapist and less of an astrologer. And if that's you, then I would love to continue working together. If not, then I wish you the best and I will look for somebody else. You know, I would just keep it professional and um, and let it go from there. Like, again, I feel I kind of feel like I'm telling you the best of potential situations because I was very, very fortunate yeah. to find my therapist right off the bat. <laughs> And I was very, very fortunate that we clicked immediately. And that, I mean, I, yes, yeah, she you, has always felt assume, like somebody I could trust. Yeah. You can like assume, I guess, that um, she has some other form of an option because yeah. I feel like she would have said, like, girl, I mean, again, I'm only assuming, but I feel like she might have said, that she doesn't really have many other options rather than like more so expressing the anxiety of having to kind of feel like starting from scratch for the new person. Mm-hmm. So if you can see another doctor, then great. At least you have that privilege. Um, but I think that Crystal's also right in terms of like making sure that the the person you are seeing is meeting the level level of professionalism that they need to in order for you to get something out of your sessions with them. Yeah. Um and if they can't do that, then you know, you gotta do whatever is best for you because they don't make no damn sense to be paying all the damn money that you have to pay to see a therapist or whatever. And it's not helping you learn anything. Right. And her so, prices are going up anyway, like you said. Right, so. right. No need to pay even more money when you go walk into some like hoodoo lady off the street and pay a hundred dollars and get a reading, you know, like that's not that's not that's based in her vibes and her feelings and what she sees and whether you trust her or not. That's not based in a scientific method. That's not based in any training or certification of any kind. So it should not be treated the same way. Therapy is not sitting down for an astrological reading it simply is not and so if you feel like you're not getting that professional side of things then definitely either come to her and see if y'all can um rectify it and if not then move on because there's no need to pay for something you're not actually getting yeah okay maybe she'll be cool with it i'm she really might (laughs) curious to know how that transition works like her, yeah. I guess, seemingly being like this great, perfect for you therapist to then going like, let's talk about you going to go see a psychic real quick. <laughs> Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that, but like she obviously went to a place that you don't recognize and are uncomfortable with. I'm just kind of curious as to how she worked it into what seems like more of her personal interests than 
you know, whatever it is you're looking to get out of the situation. But if you talk to her, she might be like, oh, girl, say less. <laughs> no, no, we're worried Right. About that it. ain't no problem. We can go right back to grad school, girl. That ain't no problem. Like, yeah. I feel like I was the first person to talk to my therapist about astrology. And maybe she's just that good to where she was like, what? What do you mean you got your chart read? But <laughs> mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, that's very interesting. You know what you heard from your astrologer. And now let's tie that into your childhood. But she never deviated from Mm. the you know i'm a fucking psychiatrist position she never strayed away from that at all yeah yes so i would say if you feel like you're missing that part of it bring it up to her and hopefully y'all can rectify it if not then you would rather find another therapist than waste money on one who isn't giving you what you need or isn't giving you Mm. anything that can help you because again therapists are not supposed to solve it for you they're supposed to give you the tools to solve it for yourself Yes. So if you're not getting that, then it's time to move on. All right. And that's real ass tea. Give a fuck about a crumpet. Right. Especially because you're paying out of pocket now. Girl, no. (laughs) Get every dime worth of your money. Okay. Our last question comes from Sharice, who says, my best friend and I are sitting here listening to your show together, and I thought to email you this question. I am moving to the other side of the country in three weeks, and the thought of leaving my best friend is the hardest part of my move. I know that the two of you have known each other for a while, but who is your oldest friend and how did you meet them? How did your friend adjust when you moved to New York City? Any any advice for me and my BFF? Thanks, Sharice. I don't know who my oldest friend is. Yeah, I feel like you have a few oldest friends. (laughs) Right, probably like, Niggas I hung out with that were like family friends that I mostly call cousins. Like I don't even look at them as co- as friends. Like oh yeah, like my dad's best friends, kids, and all of that stuff that I literally was running around the beach with when we were in Pampers. Um, I have a friend named Ryan who literally just had a baby. He just had a a son, like. His name's Ezra, I think. He's got to be like a couple more. Uh, I, think, yes, I don't even think he's one yet. But so adorable. And I'm like, my my parents are big on WhatsApp. God help me. So they have sent like... <laughs> Same. <laughs> they've sent me like a bunch of clips of him with his son and stuff. And I'm just like, I, I remember watching videos of us that size. <laughs> so yeah. like now... You know, but I don't know, like oldest friend. I don't know that I have like, you have lots of friends. Like the friends that I had in Miami when I moved here, I I remember us like drinking. They got me a cake. We cried. And then I left. Like, I don't yeah. think it was like. <laughs> Same. I don't know that there was like this huge thing, but I've tried to like, um, stay in contact with them. Sometimes it's harder than, you know, I would like it to be, especially with everything that goes on with my brain. But my friend Candace, like I talk to her literally all of the fucking time about a load of things. Usually it's me um, (laughs) whining about something in my life. That's probably not even worth whining about. Love Candace. (laughs) um, Yeah. I feel like we talk or I think also the, 
iPhone gives you probably Android, I don't know, gives you like tons of <laughs> completely unnecessary ways to communicate, like with an emoji <laughs> of your face All that or shit. an emoji of a koala. That's right. Or a hot dog. <laughs> or you could just do voice messages or text or send a video clip or yep. FaceTime. All that. Like so <laughs> like all that. when you randomly go through all of those silly ass ways to talk to someone, it it helps in between the times where you can actually see them, I guess. But yeah, communication, I guess. Yeah, it does. I have um I have like several distinct groups of friends. I have um, Adrian and Terry, who are literally my oldest friends since Mm -hmm. like middle school, very early high school. Like they have been my best friends for the longest. And then I have my friends in Oklahoma City. That's Shamika, Casey, Candice, Elise and Jessica. Them is like my ratchet college years niggas. We went through a lot Mm -hmm. of dumb shit together, you know. Yeah. So them is my niggas for that sort of thing. And when I moved to New York, they got me like. I actually wasn't moving to New York then. I was moving to Atlanta because that's where I initially planned to move. So they got me like a cake in the shape of Georgia. And then the peach was in Atlanta. And it was like, oh, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And then, I, and then like a week later, I was like, oh, girl, I'm going to New York. And they were like, bitch, what? <laughs> we made you a Georgia we cake, made you, a you Georgia lying cake, bitch. You stupid bitch. Yes, it was literally just like that. So I have those friends, and then I have my New York friends, which also includes friends that I did not meet in New York, but who lived in New York, which is like yeah. a lot of the niggas that the rest of y'all know through other podcasts and things like that. And mm-hmm. so um for the friends who are not New York friends, um, The adjustment has, honestly, I think they've always known that I was kind of like a weird bitch who would mainly be accessible via text message. And they know if they ever need me, I'm there. But also, I may not respond to regular text messages because I'm a fucking mess. Like, they know that about me. Yes. They know that about me, especially Adrian and Terry. They're just like, this bitch. I'm the same way. I be feeling so bad too. Like yes. I, I be like sincerely feeling bad because the way that my brain works, I will get a text and I'll read it. And then my mind will immediately yes. like a squirrel or a dog Correct. or something will immediately dart to something else. Like, oh, I'll text them back. I'll text them back later. And then it'll be like, the following Thursday, yep. <laughs> I have it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot to talk to such and such." Yes. And I know it's like a lot of people, but I be in my feelings about it. I when, do that all the time. <laughs> if they're your real friends, yes, they're going to flame you for it because that's part of being real friends too. But they're not going to take it personal, right? Mine be like, "Um, bitch, we still waiting on you to chime in, dumbass. Like, we still waiting yeah. on you, bitch." And I'm just like, "Okay, you niggas know how I am." Like, I may or may not respond. And it is what it is. Like, those are people that you could never separate me from because they know the real me and they have seen the shit that I have really gone through. So the adjustment has mainly been, you know, not being able to see each other in person the way we could before and basically having to completely rely on text messages and um FaceTime and stuff like that, but it sucks, especially because, you know, you said you're moving um, in three weeks and presumably you're moving to be with somebody you in a relate in a romantic relationship with or moving for a job. Um, So if you don't already know people there, it will be hard for you to live in a city 
um, when you used to live, you know, 15 minutes away from your best friend. But Mm -hmm. if both of you are willing to keep in touch, it can work. Like I said, my friends get that I'm not always the best at replying back to text messages or whatever. But when it comes down to it, I'm always there for them. And I know that they're always there for me. So as long as y'all can keep the communication open, um, then I think your adjustment to moving to whichever other city will be just fine. You know, like if these people really love you for who you are, then they will be willing to make it work as long as you are willing to make it work. Don't be right. having these people put in all the effort and then you over in the background acting like ain't nothing going on and you ain't never had no friends nowhere else. Like, right. my niggas know that they my niggas. And if y'all getting married or divorced or... Uh, you having, you know, some big celebration for whatever reason or the other, then bitch, I'm going to be there. Like, they know that about me. So yeah. be, a, be a friend to have a friend. That is the advice I've always gotten over my life. And I definitely feel like it applies when you're not in the same place. Like, it's hard, but it's very doable if you want to remain friends. And if not, then moving away is the easiest fucking cop out for a friendship that you will ever get. Very much so. <laughs> Because like I was like I named my friends just there. So <laughs> yeah. if I didn't say their name, they probably not actually my friend. They probably more like an acquaintance. So happens. If y'all want it to work, then it will. But um best of luck to you and your friend, especially moving during a pandemic, because it kind of means, damn, I don't know when I will be able to see you again. Which is hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Cause they all live in states where the government don't give a shit about corona. And so they're not doing nothing about it. And I just won't go to those states. You're also very likely to adjust, you know, and it could take any, you know, number of weeks or months or whatever before you feel like settled. Likely months. I don't know. I would say weeks. You know what I'm <laughs> it could yeah. be a year or, t- or more before you are like settled and you kind of are in are comfortable in whatever your routine and rhythm is in the new place that you live in, whatever means that you communicate with your friends. So it is going to suck, but the sucking part of it will very likely be temporary. So keep that in mind too. Exactly. So um, best of luck to you and your BFF. If you have questions, send them to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted if you're really good at it that is i've actually met several really good friends through hinge i've used it i can't believe this over a decade now Woof! what a life i've had well you know what they've added within a decade of us being on hinge is their new lgbtqia plus prompts which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities interests and compatibility Hinge Prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover. The shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. <laughs> You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by. 
I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I kind of say whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Okay, so it's time now for the read. It is. I don't really know what my read is going to be. I feel like I'm going to be kind of all over the place. So do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? You can go. Okay. Um. So first things first. Um. Eva Longoria. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And that was mine. That's why I told you to go first. The thing about Eva Longoria is... Kind of like Kiki Palmer, I see where you come, where you may have been coming from. I don't. But, right. So the thing is, what's keeping me from seeing where you're coming from is the word you use and then the word you chose to use in your apology. So. Yeah. If you don't know, Eva Longoria was talking with Ari Melbourne on MSNBC about the impact of different ethnic groups as far as the vote is concerned with this most recent election. And Eva said after um, Ari Melbourne was talking about how women of color outvoted men, uh, presumably men of color, Eva kind of perked up and then she waited for Ari to be done. And then she was like, yeah, you know, we saw what black women and Stacey Abrams did in Georgia, but the real heroes of the day were Latinas because Latinas, this, 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 and we really showed out and we can't deal with the impact of um, people not caring about us. And we're CEOs and we're this and we're that. And so honestly, the whole clip was, which, of course, MSNBC posted immediately because they knew good and goddamn well y'all was going to show out. Of course, the clip went viral, um, and rightfully so, because, again, after this, after Ari had made his statement, Eva made, what she specifically and deliberately said was, black women did such and such, but... Latinas were the will, real it's right in front it's of me. Right, exactly. She says, Of course, you saw in Georgia what black women have done, but Latina women were the real heroines here, beating men in turnout in every state and voting Biden Harris at an average rate of close to three to one. Right. So she put out an iOS press release basically saying that she meant that Latina women beat out Latino men, which, first of mm. all, girl, obviously and always. So. Mm-hmm. I don't even want, know why that needed to be said, but after she had got dragged all damn night, she posted the following. I'm so sorry and sad to hear that my comments on MSNBC could be perceived as taking credit from black women. When, not an apology. Not at all. I'm sorry that you perceived my comments this way is not. I'm sorry I said this stupid shit. And that's yeah. what she led with. She then said, when I said that Latinas were heroines in this election, I simply meant that they turned out in greater numbers and voted more progressively than Latino men. Again, you can say that because we drag our men as well, girl, but that's not what you said. It's just not. <laughs> My wording was not clear, and I deeply regret that. There is such okay. right. There is such a history in our community of anti-blackness 
in our community. You said that twice. That was unnecessary. Mm. And I would never want to contribute to that. So let me be very clear. So again, like Hifiri said, let's back it on up. Your wording yeah. was not clear. You should regret mm. that. And in fact, that should have been the opening statement to your apology. Yeah. What yeah. you should have said was, when I got on MSNBC and said that shit, I was not clear. And that was my fucking fault. Because what I meant to say was, Latino men disappointed us and Latino women turned up and voted in their best interest on behalf of themselves and for our community. That is what you should have said. <laughs> Instead of, like everybody else turning black women into any praise that black women or black people receive into an opportunity for you to make it about you and your community when you could have just made it clear from the very fucking beginning that you were talking about the fact that the men did not vote the same way y'all did you're literally the little girl at that three-year-old's party her sister that blew out her damn come on come with, on like with enthusiasm yes and joy. right i don't understand there's how do you phrase the sentence <sighs> black women did such and such and such but then right Latina women are the real i just don't understand how right you don't see that that's not what you said why didn't I mean, you say no 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 she didn't because i watched the clip several times to make sure that i knew what i was talking about and if that's how you felt then what you could have said was latinas outvoted latinos or mm -hmm. latin women or hispanic women or whatever is more um whatever is more acceptable to your community. Cause I'm not trying to tell y'all which, which phrases to use, but like you could have made it clear when you said black women, this, but Latino women, this, then you made it black women versus Latinas as if we are exactly. not also Latina. That's what and the as if we is. did not outvote y'all hosts. That's what the sentence is. That's what you literally said. Yes. You could have also just taken out the word but and the word real. You could have. Yes. You could have just been like, oh, you see what Georgia women were doing in Atlanta, et cetera, et cetera. And Latina women did you know, such and such in Arizona than, and blah, you know, our blah, men, blah, 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 blah. Like, yes. I don't understand how you, fr you structure the sentence the way that you did. And then are like, I'm sorry if it was perceived this way. It wasn't perceived any kind of way. It was received away right. girl, because we read what you said. Right. So what are you on? I'm so, uh, what? okay. It was received that way because we, we heard you say those words. Simply, I don't. <laughs> and had you said, I saw black women and the way that Stacey Abrams and other black women in Georgia worked to mobilize the vote in the South. And I'm very proud of Latina women for doing the same and such and such. Nobody would be mad yeah, at you. Likely. Exactly. You could have exactly. literally said that. You could have said that. And literally nobody <laughs> would be mad at you for that shit because that's real. We're very tired of people who do not identify as black acting like we don't deserve our props for the shit we do. Because if anybody deserved to not support or trust no part of the American system, it's us. If anybody deserved to be like, fuck all y'all niggas and best of luck to all you bitches, it's us. And yet every single time black people turn up in ways that non-black people do not. For everybody. 
for everybody. Because Black women don't just show up to, you know, rallies and marches and efforts for Black men and women. The black women are in the streets, period. Hello. Right. Look at the results. Check out the, the you know what I mean, the statistics yes. on the ways that black women showed out in yet another election. So it's just so fucking frustrating to me that people, specific people, feel the need to like undermine black women in the shit that they have worked hard, bled, sweated, cried, did, like all died. of that shit and be like, died, did all of that shit only for you to scoop and be like, yeah, that was cute, but actually, right. Latinas are the real heroines here. Like, girl, what? No, ma'am. What? Latinas have their place and Afro-Latinas have their place and it is at the intersection of ours and yours the same way Kamala Harris is at the intersection of at, at the intersection of Jamaican Americans and Indian Americans the exact same way. I don't know why you had to act like this was not how this worked. For you to be like, oh, well, you know, black women did such and such, but Latinas are the real heroes. That's where you fucked up. But <laughs> Latinos, real heroes. That's, That's where you fucked up. Sentence. That's where you fucked up. And I just don't get the, oh, but actually. Like, I know, like, Olivia Pope also tapped in. She and tried. Was like, she's she my tried. You know, she tried. She tried. Like, y'all know. And that's cute and things like that, but it doesn't change. It does not. Your friends will gag you. Ask a lot of people who are no longer speaking to these bitches after November 3rd. Right. Like, you never know. So that was cute that she tried. But I just don't buy any of this. Right. I don't. I don't buy that apology. I don't care. Same. Like, I feel like you said it. The problem is that your apology wasn't a real apology. Right. I'm willing to believe that you misspoke. If you turn around and say what needs to be said in your apology, but the fact that you started with, I'm sorry that y'all, it could be interpreted that way, lets me know that you don't really see a problem with what you said. It's like intellectually, you know, it was wrong, but in your heart, you still really feel that way. That's how I know not to accept it. Because if you really in your heart was like, God damn, I fucked up. Then what you would say is when I got my ass on MSNBC, what I meant to said was Latino men are fucking trash and Latino women showed up and showed out way more than we should have and way more than them motherfuckers deserved. And we did what we could. Of course, it paled in comparison to certain other groups, but we showed out and we did what we could. Like anybody who uses black people to try to pop prop themselves up or to make themselves look better or to make their case automatically loses my respect. It's it's just like for what? Right. Like you like in what you're saying, you're acknowledging something great that Latino women were able to do. And it's it's just completely unnecessary. There's no basis for like shitting on black women in yes. order to to emphasize or elevate something that you know, y'all did. I, it just doesn't need to happen. And I feel like the way that it was uh, worded is just uh, incredibly blatant and apparent ab- about what it is. And, you know, hopefully you can learn from that. I'm not saying let's dash Eva Longoria into a pit of fire. But, like, 
at the same time, like, yeah, girl, it wasn't about the thing. Like, I, I don't know if you got help from someone on your team with wording this iOS press release, but as Crystal said moments ago, it should have started with, yes. girl, that was a huge flood. <laughs> I don't even know why I worded My it that way because that is not what I meant. <laughs> right. Well, and you, I am so sorry. You should have come out the gate with my apologies to black women because I never meant to act like Latinas had somehow outdone y'all or that your accomplishments weren't enough to stand on your own. That is exactly how you should have led. And the fact that you didn't lets me know that you still have more work to do. Yes, you may be better than the average Trump supporter, but that's not good enough for me. So you You're know. also not the only like you're not the only super famous, you know, Latin American nope. celebrity who has done this exact same thing. So after an incredibly open and honest pattern of this bullshit, right. forgive me if I have a hard time being like, oh, she didn't mean that at all. Because actually, I just perceived it that way. Right. And in fact, if I knew words and definitions, <laughs> I wouldn't have had a problem with like, girl, please. Right. So, um, Eva, try again, girl. Even Carrie cannot save you from this. And honestly, Carrie probably would have been better served just minding her own business. <laughs> because if Carrie had offended Latinas, I highly doubt you would have stepped your neck out for her on her behalf. But I'm going to leave it alone. Wow. Um, uh, second, I want to shout out Yvette Simpson, who is a political contributor for ABC News. Um, after the election, she was on air and I'm just going to play a short clip of what she said when she was asked about the effort for us to move together and unite with Republicans um, after this, oh. <laughs> after this what loss. Yeah. After this loss from Donald Trump. And I really just feel like Miss Simpson said this much better than I could. So let me see if I can pull this up for y'all. Yeah. Can y'all hear that? I don't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because I have my headphones on, so I don't want to keep going if y'all don't. Oh, yeah, yeah that might be it. So if y'all can't hear it, um, just please go find Yvette Simpson on Twitter. Her um Twitter username is Y Simpson Power. And um just go look at this clip of her on the news because what she basically says is I don't want people who have always had to compromise and who have always had to lean in and see where the other side is coming from to give up anything else. The people who have been given up, the people who have been sacrificed, and we have done more than enough of that. And so if you asking us to unite and to pretend like white people are not fucking killing us and to pretend like this is not harmful to us, then no, I will not do it. What I want you to do is turn around and tell those racist motherfuckers now it's time to put people first. If there is nothing else that the pandemic has taught us, it should be to be to put people first. And if your unity is not about people first, then I don't want it. So, again, go follow Yvette Simpson, Y Simpson Power on Twitter and find that um, clip. It is right there on her um on her main timeline uh, right now, if you see it. So please go do that because um, she absolutely made it clear, made it plain. A lot of us, again, like I said, at the top of the show, we may not have necessarily wanted 
um, Biden or Harris for that matter. But what we did want is Donald Trump out of office. And what we knew is that literally anybody else would be better. And, and so, I will say that unabashed. I will. I will, too, because I believe in harm reduction. I believe in doing the best we can under the system we have until we can do better. And that means participating in the system to do the best we can right now and then also fighting against against the status quo so that things can be more equitable. It's both of those things. And you can be both at the same time. So thank you, Miss Yvette, for that. I very much appreciated um, it. I guess um, third and final thing I have to say, Ben Carson has COVID. So, um, not funny. I, this is so sad. So, you know, the Herman Coon died a couple of months ago, and now I guess it's the Ben Coon's turn. <laughs> Other niggas. I sincerely don't care about that man. Right. Other niggas have already died from that super spreader event at Amy COVID Barrett's uh, confirmation. And so. That was like. <laughs> that bitch is the nigga killer but also like unofficially y'all niggas are getting sick from being in, in um close contact with the white house and i am not at all sad for ben carson i literally wish that nigga the absolute worst same way i wish trump the absolute worst when he came down with the virus i don't have any um love or forgiveness or softness in my heart for Trump supporters mm-hmm. because y'all did everything y'all could to kill the rest of us. And again, Donald Trump is still president for the next 10 weeks or so. And there is no limit to the fuckery he might try to come out with. So I'm not taking the uh, Biden Harris election as like a granted I'm not just going to assume that things are going to be smooth sailing until then. I hope Donald Trump goes golfing for the rest of this time, but he really might do something to fuck the rest of us up. And I don't know what that might be. Right. Because I don't, I can't put that past him because that is the type of president he has always been. And Ben Carson has continuously supported him that entire time. Therefore, if Ben Carson dies of the disease, that Donald Trump called a coax. I cannot do nothing but coax a laugh out of my body. <laughs> I'm in hoax. But it don't matter because, <laughs> because the point remains. Like Ben Carson is not on the side of niggas. Ben Carson is not doing nothing for the good of the rest of us. And so, you know, I'll let him and Candy handle that as far as I'm concerned. And I'm done. Wow. For me, um, I was gonna do the Eva Longoria dragging. That was fun. Oh yeah, you did I that. Guess you did that. <laughs> also, I guess I will just say I don't know why, but something just clicked for me the other day. All you bitches talking about how you supported Trump or you were voting Trump because you didn't want to pay higher taxes, girl. <laughs> I pay the Internal Revenue Service Mm. monthly. I pay them every month a sizable chunk of my hard-earned money. That's right. And the reason I do it monthly is because it's a softer blow and easier for my tiny brain to process (laughs) than at the end of the year 
the government telling me it's a stick up. Give me the money. Because like, <laughs> it's a giant amount of money they want every year. But guess what? I also know that it is my duty as a citizen on this in this shithole. <laughs> like it is my duty to pay these taxes and to um to participate, to lend a hand. Okay. In in things that could be used for the greater good of the American citizen. Now, most of these things will just be used to kill me. <laughs> but yes, imagine being a black person not, paying for your own murder. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're doing. We are every year. So the fact that I can accept, and I'm not nobody's Lil Wayne or whichever other niggas you know we're selling out who you know can cough and get you know a, a 20 million dollar check or something like right. that um but all these 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 bills <laughs> these bills for my taxes ain't no hope yes. and i have not been running around or considering voting for a literal <laughs> demon like evil in its stupidest form i don't i don't get it and on top of that a lot of you motherfucking bitches got you know cousins and aunts and uncles on government assistance now how the fuck you talk about some oh well you know trump is the way because of the platinum plan also whatever whatever like you got a lot of motherfucking nerve out here already motherfucking rich driving mercedes and I stole that from in living Mercedes. Sounds very De Chappelle of you. Uh, that was absolutely a joke that uh, Jamie Foxx said on okay. in Living Color. Right. Anyways, um, fuck y'all for that incredibly simple-minded, totally useless, super selfish, inconsiderate fuck shit yes. that you will... Many, I'm speaking directly to the the black people, uh-huh. men specifically. Right. Um, now, you will very likely bounce back from it anyway. Even though many of the people who continue to buy your music and your hoodies or your custom blunt wraps or whatever, um, many of those people will continue to support you as well, even though they voted completely different. They did. <laughs> um. So congratulations for that. You know, some sort of privilege exists out here, I guess, for you. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Fuck you for the whole tax excuses shit. Because yeah. here I am. And I don't even listen. I get a notification from the IRS whenever they take that money out. To, Thank you. Wow, go off. They take it automatically. I They don't, listen, I don't want to talk to you. Just take the money. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just refuse to go to prison over no damn taxes. Yeah. So. Yeah, especially anyways. American taxes when I know most of this money is going to the military any fucking way. That's what I'm saying. You're giving my money to the same police to buy them fucking um, body cameras that they're not going to use. And to also, you know, 
shoot me for scratching my inner thigh or whatever while I'm in the car. Don't even ask me why my taxes are so high for New York City in particular. Not even mentioning New York State. But why are mm. the taxes for New York City so high? Because we pay an NYPD. That's why. And them niggas can kiss my ass and they know that. So. So there's that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's about it. And yes, once again, like rich people. Stay out of, of broke people's business. Please. Like, especially right now, because <laughs> like so many people are out of work. So many Mind people business. are really trying to figure out what the fuck they're about to do. Please consider that before y'all hop on Please. social media giving your rich nigga point of view that nobody but the motherfuck you <laughs> can live by. <laughs> Just think about it first, please. Yes, amen. And on that note that wraps up this week's episode of The Read, make sure you check us out at thisistheread.com. Follow us on social media at This Is The Read and check out our merch at shoptheread.com. Again, we just launched kids sizes. I believe it's 2T to 7T for the um, youth t-shirts. We also have youth size face masks as well as the rest of the regular merch. Why do I feel like I'm like <laughs> sitting through the end of church? Because uh, this is what they do right before they ask for the uh, benevolence. Right <laughs> before they ask for the offering. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So check out shop3.com if you're looking for merch. And um, you, damn, other than that, I don't think we have any other news. Do you have any news this week? Moral of the story is I feel pretty certain that God's tired of you lying on him. Okay. Amen. You know, I don't know who that's for. <laughs> But it was on my heart. I thought you was going to do I feel pretty. Like, I feel pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright. And I pity. Okay. So (laughs) we don't have insurance. And you clearly need to, like, like, take a nap. Oh, right. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Be safe. We'll see y'all next week. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.